Hey, Maka. Hey, Strady. We're back after a long layoff. Yeah, it's been a long hiatus. You survived your heart transplant. I have. I'm back. And now we're back for episode 15. And there's been a few fans that have really wanted this. We've been getting messages from all over the world. Dubbo, Newcastle, uh, even as far as Darwin. Whoa, what's happened there? Oh, Streety's playing this a little bit of a love song. Yeah. But we're back, episode 15. Yep, so apologies for all our loyal and faithful listeners. Um, We know you've been frothing pretty hard for this show we have right now that we're recording. Maybe one or two people. Um, But uh, And we're in new surrounds. Yes, we've got the the official Sports and Spit studio. Streety has redone the dungeon in his garage. He has taken out all of the skeletons. He's painted, he's put a TV in, and we are ready to go in the Sports and Spit studio. It's absolutely beautiful. But we're not alone, Streety, are we? No, we've, we've got a special guest tonight. Um, one of Newcastle's greatest ever sporting icons. Yep. Uh, many people know Joey. him. Joey! Joey! Morgan, not Joey John. No, no, the real Joey. Thank you, boys. The real Joey. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Spit. Is this your podcast, Cherry? You popping the? It is. The pod yeah. Cherry? I'm a long time listener. First time caller. First time Actual caller. caller. You're here. Yeah. No, that's right. You're well, in person. So we've got Josh Morgan from the Newcastle Hunters joining us for episode 15. Well, formerly of the Newcastle Hunters. Well, yeah, he's just recently retired, but he went out a winner, didn't you, mate? Yes, uh, it feels pretty good. Feels alright. Uh, and yeah, the last two weeks or week and a half since um, yeah. have been some of the best times of my life. <laughs> so we're we're going to touch on your um, your career and uh, other things, and you know, including your most recent championship and and uh, the ensuing celebrations and and stuff like that a little bit later. But uh, I guess it would be remiss of us not to recap on what's happened. Since our last episode, which is the World Cup final preview. Yeah, Jesus, that was a long time ago, right? And uh, you probably <laughs> I can't even remember who won the World Cup. The same thing. <laughs> yeah. So was it Germany? Oh no, wait, hold on, let him no. make it. That's they right. got back to it. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people were, were romancing the victory for Croatia, but it ended up being the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah too the good. French, and no, no one, no one was real happy about that. No one likes French people. They were down like French sportsmen. Either. Yeah, we really feel that the Socceroos mm. could have won the World Cup if they had beat France that first game. Yeah, that's. Do we really feel that? I don't feel that. No, but we, we were we were tied at yeah, one point. Absolutely. Yeah. And we we had one hand in the World Cup basically. That's, yeah, that's as close as we're going to get to it. I think. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Well, anyway, French people can fuck off. I don't think they deserve. So the World Cup's done and dusted from a fairly successful tournament in Russia. No massive scandals, as a lot of people predicted. Um, the All Russian that stuff team, happens later, though. That's when, yeah. like... <clears throat> the Russian team did have a pretty good run, and there were questions regarding their endurance uh, from some circles of the media. Was there? I thought you just raised that. No. Or no, we I, some circles I, of the media, because we've got a podcast. Uh, I raised it because I, I read it somewhere. That there was, oh, did you? People were, were making jokes, but sort of... Uh, that they potentially were on drugs. Well, just uh, they were commenting on the the, the Russians' endurance uh, for being the lowest ranked team uh, in the tournament. They did playing exceed, so well. Exceed a lot of expectations. I think they did. Well, I thought yeah. that was more to do with Putin controlling the referees and that VAR. That too, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we didn't see the VAR until the final. It, it it went on a bit of a 
holiday and they come back in the final. And Why did you say that the VAR, VAR would cause controversy in the final? It, you did. I'm like, I'm pretty good at predicting the final. Yeah. So it was the end score, 4-2. So yeah. we had six goals in it. So that kind of delivered uh, more than the boring 1-0 finals we kind of had used become to. accustomed to. What else has happened in sports since the World Cup finals? Heaps. Well, we've got the last round of the NRL currently underway. Yeah. So we've got... Uh, All the footy finals around the corner. And the Knights haven't won the wooden spoon, Josh. You're a big Knights fan. Yeah, we're on the up. Um, uh, they're finishing probably where I thought they would. I, um, I didn't expect the that they'd yeah, sneak into the eight, but um, I was hoping they'd win maybe a couple more and at least be pushing for that spot, but um, hopefully next year they... Well, hopefully they can finish the year with the win over the Dragons and really rub that salt on those, that open Dragon wounds right now. I yeah. just told Josh before we started recording that, that the Knights have the worst for and against in the league. Yeah, we can play a team into form. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, you guys did us a favour last weekend. So that basically makes you guys the worst team in my books. Uh, worse than Parramatta? No, probably not worse than Parramatta, but... Worse than the Bulldogs. Worse than the yeah, because you guys won well comprehensively right. last week. That's right. Yeah, yep. I see your point. Just yep. on the Bulldogs, they had a pretty horrid year, and it's getting better. In the first in the first half of the year, they cleared house. They, you know, got rid of a lot of uh, players who were on big contracts, and you know, they they did cop a fair bit of flack for that. But they turned it around and they've unearthed a couple of future stars, which may not have had that opportunity had they not done what they've done. They've got old Remus Smith, the son of Tyron Smith, who played for almost every NRL club. Yeah, he did. And he was unbelievable last week. Yeah, he, he was. scored. Uh, he reminds me sort of a bit like Valentine Holmes when he came into the comp. Oh, Sharks. Okay, yeah. how long are we in? And there's your first Sharks reference. <laughs> now, they've been Six fun minutes. to watch the last couple of weeks. And uh, they got young Lachlan Lewis, yeah. who is a very well-spoken, got a nice haircut, um, he's a little out of place isn't he? looks a little out of place but he looks like a bit of a keeper for the doggies he's got an excellent kicking game on him and he's sort of uh, steering him to victory in the he's last couple of games unique, that unique style where he just catches the ball and stops and then kicks and then kicks yeah. he definitely looks Very like different. he's in the wrong decade he'd be yeah. more in place in the 70s or 80s but he no, does yeah. get him cleaned up a fair bit in terms yeah, of yeah he, he holds and holds coming and, then, through yeah, yeah. and he gets smashed a fair bit so no, I admire that about him he doesn't mind taking one for the team not ashamed to say I'm enjoying watching them. Yeah, uh, more than other teams. Oh, yeah. Well, well, as a Bulldogs fan through and through, it's been nice to see us turn it around from the early season when it looked like we were going to romp home with the wooden spoon quite easily. But we didn't romp home with the wooden spoon. The Parramatta Eels will take the wooden spoon. Yeah, I don't know how you pulled this out of your ass. So and I just want to say that I predicted that <laughs> long ago when the season started. And on that episode, you and our work experience kid Nugget Pfeiffer for the night decided to mock me about that. And we did. Now I'd like you both to apologise. And let's start with you. <laughs> now that you've uh, you've laid it on me, I guess um, because yeah, we apologise. So on the twenty sixth of February, on episode seven, part two, the NRL season preview, Macca did in fact. Pick the Paramount Reels to finish with the wooden spoon, and myself and the work experience kid Nugget looked at each other like, "Is this guy mad?" Yep. Paramount are coming off a you know a pretty strong season the year before. We're getting Jared Hayne back, but had lost Radrada. Yep. 
Um, so their attack was never the same. Well, that was when I did that when we saw footage of things like Jared Hayne at the training ground for the Parramatta Eels being outrun yeah, yeah, by, by the, the, coach's the coach's son. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I remember seeing that footage on the news. Yeah, and it was look. I've been around some pretty bad teams. I've like I've I'm probably the worst sportsman ever to pull on a boot at any code or sport. And, and so I've been around some teams like we I played in a state league team once it was probably the worst to pull on the jersey for the Hunters we were horrible and 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 I don't even know we we lost the game I, this is how bad we were that year we lost the game in Tamworth and the other team had four players right like for the last quarter they played the whole last quarter with four players but were you in better shape than Jared Hayne well, I don't know that I was. I'm not sure. You went on five hundred thousand. No, that's true. And I also didn't have a pending rape charge, which probably made me more relaxed on the night. But we still lost. And yeah. did your team get the wooden spoon? Uh no. You know what? We actually that game. If we won that game, we would have qualified for the finals. Oh, yeah. So, so I you're don't, like the The league wasn't that great. I don't think that year we were terrible. We. Yeah, I remember our first game in Grafton. We lost by fifty or so. That was that was comforting. Thought it was going to be a long year this one. So, <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I can pick a bad team, mate. When I see one, and the Parramatta Eels were a club in turmoil. And Joey, you said you came, you picked the Sea Eagles. Yeah, I uh, I can't recall the reasoning, but it was on the on the sport and spit. Yeah. Um, on the guessing competition or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I had them. Um, well, you're not Can't far off. Why? Yeah, mm. pretty close. Can they? They still may. Can maybe still get it? Can they? No. Uh, I think the eels are home with it now. I don't think. I think the eels take it no matter what. Well, we don't want to take credit off you anyway, so let's just call it in. But I'm telling you, you should have put money on it because I'm confident the odds would have been right up there. Oh, yeah, I think at the start, I think they were the fourth or third or fourth they were definitely um, in the line of being. Tip to make top four. I don't need money, mate. I'm in sport for the glory. That's all I'm doing. For the love of it. It's the love of the game. While we do this, we're, we're sitting in the Sports and Spit studio watching the Rabbitohs take the Tigers apart. Uh, and the boys are just coming back from halftime. It looks like they're going to kick on with it from here, the Bunnies. Who, are they gonna, who's going to win the NRL, boys? Are the Bunnies going to win? It's anyone's title, though, right? Well, I, I think that from the graphic we just saw, they show the top four teams. Yeah. So Storm, Raros, Roosters, and Sharks. So I think. Does the winner come from there? I, I, I say I would say yes. The winner does come from there, but I would probably also, as a bit of a roughy, throw the Broncos into that mix as well. Really? Uh, as a, as a little the bit Broncos of a smoky. Broncos are pretty hot and cold, aren't they? They are. Just yeah, I don't know. I I can't stand them, but. They're just one of those teams that is always there. What do you think, Joey? Uh, I think it's got to be one of those top four. The only other one, and I know they're on the slide, the Panthers, but if they just click, they could beat. They, they could, could beat first place. Yeah. Pretty, you know. What do you make of them sacking their coach four weeks out from the finals? Yeah, that was one of the more oh, bizarre weird. things. I mean, yeah, Spain yeah. tried it before the World Cup. Backfired didn't go, massively. Didn't go well for Spain. It looks yeah. like the same thing's happening with Penrith. Do you what? think their issues? It's happened consecutive years now, um, you know, with with trouble towards the back end of the year and for the Panthers disharmony with the coach. Oh, yeah, but yeah. this time, you know, um, the coach actually w- went. Um, I think they, Maloney's back this week, and Slater's out for the storm. If they go down there and roll them, 
That'll be uh, a fair confidence. And then get a bit of confidence there. Mm-hmm. They might sneak up. I'm not sure how high they can finish. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be in the four, but um, yeah, they could account easily for the team in the preliminary game. And then Definitely. Anyway, what about the poor old Dragons? Poor old Dragons. Oh, hold on. So I've got to rephrase that. Poor old Dragons. I don't feel sorry for them in one iota. Yeah. But I actually kind of like to see them uh, They're your struggling. rivals being they the are. Sharks loving Correct. fiend. I mean, you look at their forward pack and you go, how do they lose any games? Yeah. And then yeah. throw in a few... Paul Bourne's out stuff. for the year. Yeah, that's... Uh, and and Widdop. Um, is he... Is So he didn't play last week, but is he back for the finals, Gareth Widdop? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Um, but those two, like, they're two pretty key players. You, um, you, they'd want to hope so, wouldn't they? Because gonna, they're going to need him. Probably have to say that one of the biggest contributing factors to whoever's going to win it this year is health. You know, if you can keep your full roster in the park and come in full strength, or that is going to be... not cheating the salary cap, which is what the Sharks have done. So let's talk about that very quickly. Well, it's a, it's a legend. You we fucking haven't... cheats because <laughs> you were on drugs and overpaying your players at the same time. Well, they had to. Be able to not in, yourself. Not in the year we won the comp. They had to afford them. <laughs> oh, pardon me. So let me just set the record straight. Oh, okay. So have you got the scoop? Yes, I do. What we said at the start of this show. We don't have a whole lot of scoops because we've got no contacts. That's right. Nothing. But I've got a scoop for you. Okay, cool. The information I've received from some from some contacts down in the Shire. Which which what that means just just to clarify, Cronulla Sharks message boards on the internet. Well, that's where everyone goes, don't they? Yep, absolutely. Certainly, it's not Buzz Rothfield. No. <laughs> no. What kind of a support is he? Ratting them out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the story goes that uh, them out. that Cronulla. <laughs> Those journos. Those journos. Biggest bunch I of drugs. they rat people out. Driving their own agendas. These <laughs> of the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, the story goes that three months ago, Cronulla noticed some discrepancies in player payments made in the season 2015 and another payment made in 2017, our third-party deals. They noticed there were some discrepancies with what was declared to what was paid and they took themselves, they basically dobbed themselves in, they went to the integrity unit at the NRL and asked them to investigate it. Right. Um, so. Don't you feel like, and I know you love the Sharks, and I don't want you to throw a brick at me like you threw a brick at your sister, right? <laughs> but don't you feel like that story's all a little bit convenient? Like, let's review the story around the drug saga at the Sharks. Oh, it was Stephen Dank. He bought it in. None of us really knew what was happening. And it was just this really bad guy who sold it to us, right? And now he's gone, so we're okay. Now the story is, we found it. (coughs) Everyone who did it is gone. And so, let's just all forget about it. The final mop-up, is that what you're saying? Yeah, don't you think I think the scepticism I've heard is that 2015, 2017, a new CEO is not going to come in and go, there's a discrepancy in our grand final winning year. Yeah, of course not. Um, Because A, he'd be murdered in the Shire. That's right. Um, Well, his board of directors would probably shoot him. Yeah, but I guess on his side, he's not going to hand over all his documentation. No. um, If he did, in fact, have something to hide in that year, so... And further to that, old uh, Todd Greenberg, uh, Greenberg sorry, has uh, come out and said that um, the scale of this supposed 
allegation or, or what Cronulla has presented to the NRL is definitely not on the scale of what has happened with past clubs who have had like points, fines, <laughs> premiership stripped. Yeah. I.e. the Melbourne Storm, Parramatta yeah. Man in the last couple of years. We self-reported so, in 2012 too. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not at that level. Um, yeah. You guys were so far over. I wasn't there some time of like <laughs> it was like a money pit. When you like, twice the salary cap. Scrooge McDuck is just so in this case paying it's, the it's Bulldogs in fifty thousand in twenty fifteen and two hundred thousand in twenty seventeen, and we'll right. see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if Cronulla is fined or something like that. But do I you think, think that hurts their chances this year in the finals, Stream? Every every finals year, with the exception of the year we won, there was some kind of a scandal, whether it be Todd Carney pissing in his mouth or Greg Bird uh, glassing his girlfriend or the right. whole um, Asada thing we in win, 2013. We didn't win the title back when Greg Bird glassed him. No, no. Yeah, so every, there's always there's always been some sorry. kind of a scandal leading into the finals, right, which okay. supposedly is, is going to derail us, but yeah. we just end up losing. Yeah, um, okay. But the year that we won, it was uh, oh, it was Ennis and the Viking clap and pissing off oh, the entire yeah. city of Canberra. But they stole it off the Icelandic soccer team, and they still do it, and they shouldn't. Yeah, right. Like, give it up, Canberra. It clearly hasn't worked for you the last couple of years. No. They won that year, though, right? The Viking clap year, didn't they? Yeah, we beat him down there. Oh, I can't believe Ricky Stewart's still on the job, by the way, as well. That's yeah. You don't like Ricky Stewart at all, do you? No, I don't. I don't rate him as coach. Yeah. Okay. So. So for the, does the winner for you, Joey, come from the top four, mate? Yeah, I, I still like the Roosters. I just think, um, That's know, speaking, of, speaking of suspicious um, salary caps oh, and yeah. whatever, but uh, I think you know their their entire group is far and away the best squad. Well, what about, how do they keep that? What about that? without Dylan Napa, though? Yeah. He's out for three weeks. I mean, he's one of their spearhead forwards. True, true. But... Um, I think they've got that other, um, what's the big number eight? Oh, Were we a hard race? No, nah, yeah, oh, they've got him to come back in as well. But um, He's likely to get suspended the other prop, anyway. The other prop goes pretty well. They'll probably go and poach Sam Burgess from the Rabbitohs the way Yeah, and then to get Crichton next year, like, yeah, regardless of how they go, like, they're doing well. They're on um, third party agreements. Yeah, I find it I find it very odd that you know, a lot of teams get called into this salary cap thing, and you know whether it be Cronulla, Manly, Parramatta, Melbourne, the Bulldogs. But we've never, ever hear... The Any, Roosters. The Roosters or the Broncos, the Bron- yeah, ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, but remember... There was that Andrew G thing where he just you know, did, disappeared with 400,000, gone. See you later. What happened? Well, they're like the, um, they're like the Indian cricket team. The yeah. Broncos, yeah. I'd have to, have to look at the story, but there's there's a story about Andrew G and contracts and he just oh. got paid and then, you know, didn't and turn up or... Just didn't turn up. Something like that. Bruno Cullen, when he was the CEO of the of the Broncos, uh, he I remember him doing an interview, and and it was not long after this whole third party agreements thing had come in, right? And and it was about how the Broncos were under the salary cap, right? So he was asked, well, "How are you guys under the cap?" Because it doesn't look like you could be, um, and he said uh, that he issued at that time in the interview an open invitation to any other club CEO to come and spend a week with him and he would show them how to use the third party functionality in the NRL to build a team just like his, right? And then I think he went to the storm, didn't he? <laughs> I think yeah. like, uh, I think then he left the book that he built that team on on the table when the auditor was there. Do you know where the third party agreements originated from? 
no. They originated to keep Andrew Johns in NRL to stop him going from. Oh, was this in the Super Super League War? This is Super League and NRL War, right? Yeah. Yeah. But also to prevent him from going to the English Super League. Is that right? Yeah. That's why they. That's that's the reason that the Rugby League World Cup started as well, because all the guys were going to the Rugby Union because they get to go and travel the world with the Wallabies, and so they started the Rugby League World Cup. So they actually have like a Kentucky tour every couple of years. Yeah. For the rugby league players. So they can go and celebrate. That's right. Anyway. Let's go so, Tonga in the Rugby League World Cup. Let's go Tonga. So that's the yeah, NRL. Who are, I don't know, like my, my pre-season premiership. So Joey's got the Roosters winning. You're obviously going to take the Sharks. Well, I'm going to take the Sharks now, but my, I, I did surprise. have the Roosters beat Panthers in the final. Did you? Yeah, yeah. In, in our preview. Joey's got Roosters, but maybe the Panthers is a dark horse. No, I just think if it's going to be anyone out of the top four, they could they could they be could. anyone. But I, I had Roosters Cowboys, I think, in my grand final. Did you? Yeah, right. Start of the year. I think a lot of people tip the Cowboys to be up there. Yeah, right? yeah. What happened there? That was that was a weird. That was a weird season from them. Yeah, that was weird. And now JT plays his last game this weekend. That's right. I mean, the Cowboys essentially got better after their grand final. They got first and back. They did. And and they got Jordan McLean from the Storm. So on paper, they. Had a stronger squad. On paper, they got better, but on the field, they got just worse. Decimated, right? and just yeah. That grand final performance from them in a beaten side was probably one of the better performances I had seen in a grand final by a losing team for a long mm. time. They were, they were very solid that year. Yeah, I mean, aside from the Sharks, I think the team on TV now, the the Rabbitohs, they've had they've lost three straight. But they probably got their their rubbish out of the road and. I uh, wouldn't be at all surprised to see them win. I think they're just a good mix of uh, speed, size, aggression, yeah, and uh, a bit of creative playmaking and, and finishing out wide. So. Well, I'm going to go straight up boring, mate. The Storm are going to win. Billy Slater's last year. Cameron Smith in his, what will probably be his second last year. And the fact that they've, they've been in the position that they're in for so long, they would have been putting volume into those boys down there week after week putting what volume like just training is that that another word for something else well yeah potentially but they would have just been basically uh, making sure those boys are fit and ready to go for the finals and they would have rested a lot of guys and surprisingly enough Billy Slater is going to take this week off and I think they are going to be the team to beat so what do you think is the NRL's ultimate storyline it'd have to be the Storm Roosters Kronk first Slater yeah, Kronk first. Storm Roosters. Yeah. Smith. Yeah, in the grand final it would be. Or uh, I think a Roosters Bunnies grand final would be what the NRL yeah, would be hoping for. Yeah, I think two of the, Sydney the traditional ones. Yeah. They would love to see a Roosters Bunnies because they're, because they're technically foundation clubs, even though the Roosters will say they've been the only club that's been there every year. So it, that, would, that would be a pretty good Sydney grand final for you. I would have thought. Again. They can score plenty of bunnies. Very well. Dangerous Roosters. Team. I mean, the bunnies have scored. That's going to make it plenty. What about the AFL, fellas? Who's going to win the AFL finals start next week? Well, Is I it think Richmond's to lose. Absolutely. I think unlike the NRL, where you got four, maybe five teams that that, that, that could win. Uh, in the AFL, it's it's Richmond and then Daylight. So it absolutely is theirs to lose. and it would be But it a... hasn't been Daylight in the last couple of weeks, but Richmond haven't gone that well. Yeah, but I mean, their win-loss record is... And their percentage is right up there. They're, and they're they, still... now, they now don't have to go anywhere. They play it in the middle. Yeah, yeah. They've won 18 or 20 straight games. You wonder crazy. how much they've been sort of plateauing a little bit as well. Mm. Um, just waiting for 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've been in the final since yeah. two months ago. And um, pretty much not been able to finish kind of outside second for a while. Yeah, too, and right? they could be the healthiest team. Maybe. Yeah. I could be wrong there, but... No, I think um, you're probably yeah. right. There's, there's, there's a lot of birds in the final. You've got the Eagles, the Magpies, Hawks, Swans, and then you've got a, a Tiger, a couple of Cats, Geelong Cats, and the, the big Cats, the Tigers. Can the Swans do anything? Oh, they could beat anyone on their day, but oh. I just don't think they've had enough consistency. My my pick was Sydney versus Melbourne in the GF. Was it? And the way the way they're sitting now, fifth and sixth, it couldn't <clears throat> potentially still happen. Well, they played a couple of weeks ago, and the Demons had an unbelievable first quarter, and then yeah. didn't score many Swanies, at all. Swanies uh, robbed them, and they got away with it. Um, what so about the only, so? It's really basically Geelong and North Melbourne, and maybe Port or Essendon. No, they can't make it. Is the, the eight, top seven, eight? The top eights. Set in the AFL now. Yeah, well, they don't play this weekend. It's a oh, it's all done now. So there's no game. All right, so in the week one of the finals, you've got Richmond at the G versus Hawthorne. That's an amazing game. That's next yeah, Thursday. That's a, that's a week away. That'll be a great game. Yeah, and then West Coast Collingwood. Yeah, that's over, over there. there. So you're yeah. probably back uh, the Eagles to win that one. Collingwood are the dark horse in the AFL. They're good. I watched them down there a few weeks ago. That was, that was mm. a good game against Richmond. Yeah. you got Elimination, Melbourne versus Geelong. Five versus eight. And then, okay, one of the Sydney teams is going to go Swans versus Giants. Yeah, that's right. That game's at like four o'clock on a Saturday afternoon at the SCG. Or Sunday afternoon at the SCG. Oh, back to Swans to win that. Yeah, well, GWS's second half of the year has been probably the best of any team or maybe second only to Richmond. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Geelong Geelong could do anything. Geelong could. They're a bit like the Panthers. They could... uh, they're bloody lucky to be in the eight. Yeah, so yeah, luck, yeah. Luck, And they're lucky to be where they are in the eight too. Well, I'm tipping Collingwood to go out in straight sets. Are you? Yeah, they're gone. They'll, they'll lose in, uh, in in Perth, and then they'll lose the following week at the MCG too. Well, uh, they do say that... That'll be the winner of Sydney versus GWS, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. And then Hawthorne and Richmond, well, let's say Hawthorne get beat, they'll, they're going to play Melbourne, the Ds, and then the Ds will win that. That'd be a pretty good game at the MCG too. Hawthorne versus yeah. Melbourne Dees. The, right? the Dees will beat Hawthorne. The Dees will be through to the prelim. Well, they say that. So well, probably play Richmond. Not. And this, this is this is my tip, right? And then I did say that the Demons had winning a boil over in the prelim to make the grand final. This is where the Swans going to come up. Sneak Swans through. versus Melbourne in the grand final. Sneak through. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I've said it twice now, people. Yeah. Take note. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it's all shaping up. On. This is how it's panning out. Put some of your money on it then. Might have to. Uh, well, I think that final series will actually be a bit more exciting than what you say. I don't think the Richmond Tigers are home by any stretch of the imagination. I think they'll like. I think the good part is every one of those finals games will be a good game and will be a ding dong battle. I think it will be very good. So, if you were to look back at uh, after the season's finished and you look back at it and you think, "Damn, Richmond were good. They they should have won that year," mm. or can you say that? One of these teams were were definitely better, not just on the day, because Richmond by far have been the best team all year. They have been, but it's really hard to repeat as a in footy because. Oh, know, not so much in the AFL. We've seen it a fair bit. Oh, well, that was just Hawthorne basically going on a Brisbane run. Lions. Yeah, I suppose there's been a bit of that. West Coast and Sydney went, you know, tip tip for tat. For, yeah, they did. There for a bit. What about that, Ben Cousins, Ted Nickham, <laughs> back in jail? Fucking hell. When? Well, he just got caught the other day with like heaps of meth up his ass. <laughs> so when he when they busted him, he went so 
I think the story goes that he, the police were called to his, to his partner's house, and he was there threatening her or something. And when they got there, they said, "Oh, do you have anything on you?" And he said, "No, nah, I've got nothing." Uh, and uh, he had shoved meth up his ass, right? Like you, you like that's a bad day in anyone's books, right? Like because because you don't just do that on you don't go you don't just you do know the best stuff. spot for this is up my ass. You've crossed more boundaries before you get there, I reckon. Like so. Yeah. I, th- I think his story is probably written anyway before that oh, happens. Like, you, I don't think everyone, that's necessary. No, nah, <laughs> I, I feel like, mate, you probably should have just said, yeah, no, I've got it. Like, uh, he must know. be like, he's a total cat. Like, he's got nine lives. Yeah. Like, he, he's an absolute... There's, there's only one way for this to end. This is going to end tragically. Mm. Like, there's, this is not going to end well at all. Like, I, I feel bad talking about it because... Everyone can see it coming, and no one can help this poor man. Like, I read today that his partner was pulled over today and failed a roadside drug test. Yeah. So, I don't know what really is going on there, but I feel sorry for the kids, basically. Because yeah. that's what's up. So. There you go, that's something to know. Footy. Uh, what's some other big news? Footy, eh? Footy. Probably, what about the biggest news in the last couple of weeks? Usain Bolt to the A-League. You like it or love it? Or hate it? Joey, what do you reckon? I I like it because I like him. Not so much from the football side of things. Um, but, I mean, if they're going to market their club out of it and, and better their club, then whatever. Like, yeah. I, I like him because of who he is. And, I mean, and, you've got the, the fastest man in the world, 45 minutes down the road. Yeah, and it's not like he's... Um, you, go and, you go pay to play, play to watch him play, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you pay to watch him play or do you pay to watch him fuck up? I don't or think he'll be that. Like, this how, this how is the A League. Like, yeah. he, he won't be the worst player in the A League. That's what I there. think. I think they, Surely. if he was that bad, yeah. they wouldn't. They wouldn't even entertain it. Surely. Joey Johns played twenty twenty cricket for New South Wales. He didn't exactly look like he belonged out there. Michael Jordan played baseball. That didn't go great. Like, well, Steph Curry beat fifty pros in a, in a um, PGA oh, tournament. Well, those fifty way. pros should hang their head in shame. He shot a seventy-one. He went alright. Really? He had an eighty-six the following day, and, and <laughs> he, had, he had his good game. But, but that, was probably, fi- that was probably on average better than Greg Norman's last ten rounds. Beat fifty golf pros, but I, but I can guarantee you, fifty golf pros couldn't beat Steph Curry in a shootout in basketball. Maybe. So you know, there's. Maybe a, maybe a, a career post post basketball for Steph on the on the PGA tour. I would I would go and watch Usain Bolt for the novelty factor, and I do like him as an athlete, right? But I've always said, and I'm still going to maintain this position, and this is a position that you don't like, Stringy. Usain Bolt's a drug cheat, right? Oh, we did have this argument. Yes, so we did, <clears throat> and with zero proof. Yeah, there's no proof. This is totally just throwing a man under the bus. You know what? It, Maka, With a fantastic grip. You cannot run that Yeah, you know who I That's your argument. That's exactly... That's the basis of my... That's, that's not even still my salty. Argument. That's the whole thing. Mac is still that's salty it. from that early morning in the gym. We were riding one of the exercise bikes. And I said, Lance Armstrong is a drug cheat. He'll get busted one day. And you, no, nah, no, nah, he's, he's a hero. He's, you know, he's this exactly and he's that. And there's no way he could do it. I said, the guy... He, he he lost a nut and then he had a cancer treatment and he won six Tour de France's afterwards. And I've already Not told possible. you, you don't pedal the bike with your dick. But <laughs> what I what I have said here is, 
right? I, my disbelief in Usain Bolt comes straight from Lance Armstrong. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I am salty about the fact that he was found to be a drug chief because he was a sporting hero of mine. He let me down. And I just think that every, Usain Bolt's going to let everybody down. Like Do you that. think that's... Uh, you know what you're like? You're like the librarian out of uh, Seinfeld, right? When he, when he talks about... Um, uh, George talks about the librarian. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. <laughs> and he had the big bean teeth. Can't stand you. Can't stand you. Yeah, maybe. I might that's, like, that's like you, just... Josh, you were going to say something probably more intelligent than that. Uh, doubtful, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so is it the... The amount of time that he's been so good is that is that why or is, like oh, if, if he did a one off Olympic gold medal? Um, no, if he did a one off, actually, if he did a one off gold medal, I probably would have more suspicious more suspicious of him because like that's like Ben Johnson, right? Like yeah. when Ben Johnson came and his eyeball almost fell out of his head, people were like oh, something's not right about that bloke. What is the acceptable time? That's oh, not a, not. It's more the distance that he wins by, right? Like yeah. when he was winning, he's also he was twice laughing that high. at people. But this is, but you know what? It wasn't that he was. My, so the basis of my argument is you can't be that much better than drug cheats, right? Like maybe you can when you're six foot seven, your strides two times longer than everyone else's. But that's typically not been a great thing for sprinters. So for the others that are getting done for doping or whatever. And he's still better than them. What about that's what I'm saying? That's why I'm suspicious, right? Everyone that came second to him, and he won, going away, right? Like and laughing at them as he crossed the finish line. That's a fair point. I didn't and, never thought about. And that. so what I what I'm suspicious. I go well. If those boys are all cheating, which they've all been proven that they were. He must be. So if he's not cheating, he must be unbelievably superhuman, like because. That's what drugs have been proven to do. Right? Well, what about? I hope he doesn't get yeah, caught yeah. out on the. Uh, you got LeBron James. I don't think A-League the A League. I, I, I <laughs> doubt maybe. I don't think that the A League would randomly select him. Right? Imagine that as a look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it'd be the same way the Jamaican Athletics Federation probably never I mean, randomly tested him. Maybe it is possible either. that that he is actually. It could be. Right. You have a guy it called LeBron be. James who's playing games in his fifteenth or sixteenth year in the NBA, and he's getting better every year. Yeah. LeBron James is on human growth hormones as well, you idiot. Like, it's no one physically becomes that big as a human being from lifting weights. No, he hasn't. That's bullshit. Like, and you don't go from being as big as what he is in the game, in, in the in the season to them being really kind of skinny. That's because you stop taking human growth hormone steroids, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't test yeah, in downtime. Downtime, that's right. Yeah, Lance. no, he's just lifting less weight, so he Lance, lost a bit of bite. Lance, Lance. Yeah, so I'm pissed off about Lance, okay? <laughs> all right. Fucking Lance. So, all right. So, well, we're... so should we go and watch Usain Bolt Absolutely. Play? Yes, we should. Could you think of anything better, right? A guy from the Mariners puts in a long ball, there's only the, the goalie, and you got Usain Bolt tearing up the side of the field, <laughs> and he gets it. That would be the, that'd be the greatest thing ever in the A-League. I... I think he's going to be totally out of his depth, but I will watch to see what happens because it's a novelty. Right? Do you boys have a favourite... We talked about this before. Do you have a favourite sporting publicity stunt? Well, I think I, Usain Bolt in the A-League's right up it's there. It's pretty much up there. Right? It's a publicity stunt that, that for the A-League is actually a really good move. It, it, it brings um, some uh, publicity, some interest in the league from all around the world. And so, they, they need it down there too. Yeah. Like, uh, and they're talking about the A League like months out of away from the start. It of the is season. too. It's like whatever happens, 
They've done it well. Or whether we're just watching or not. No try. No, no try. No, we're just watching the bunnies go to the video referee on a try that he's grounded on the dead ball one, I think. I think the whole, um, you know, the experiment with, with players in the Aussie rules, like Falau and... I mean, come up yeah. wasn't too bad, but... That's a good one, actually. Where um, Falau was purely used for his marketability. And, yeah. Um, I mean, he can kick and, and jump. And those boys got paid. Yeah. Like, that, they got absolutely Without paid probably any them. intention of keeping them around. No. For more than that was just basically to build a um, like a, an actual club like mm, the GWS yeah. and the Gold Coast. That was why they signed them. Yeah. I really liked when Jackie Moon brought the bearing in the Flint Tropics <laughs> and let him play. That was in particular probably one of my favourite publicities done. So I, I actually that. half that was the thought of a revolution. <laughs> Jeff Fennick ran out. It, ran out for Parramatta. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was on the TV the other day. That's <laughs> right. Jeff Vossi, Vossi, I always remember when the Knights had that American yeah, great old play on the Greg Smith, and he lasted a game. One and done, yeah, yeah. I think that was the first year of the NRL, like after that. But that wasn't even that wasn't a trial game. That was a legit. Oh, that's worse than Usain Bolt. Yeah, like at least he he has grown up playing the game, and yeah, he has. Yeah. He might go alright. And I mean look the A League's not exactly the strongest league going around, but like I don't know. I just I feel like he'll be out of his depth a little. Oh possibly. I mean, you know, it it'll take some time. Yeah. But, you know, the guy he's gonna have some natural ability there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah well, I mean you're right. I wouldn't mind seeing him in full stride on a on a sporting pitch though. I mean all, all he needs is, is to chase a long ball and then if he if he if, if he is able to put a cross in or imagine him, you know, he's six foot seven. Imagine him off corners going for headers. But they're not going to. The Central Coast Mariners aren't going to change their game. Just go kick it, like lob it up there, and Usain will go know, and get they it. They need like, to change something. It's probably <laughs> since, since, it's uh, probably more so on a set piece where it'd be coming handy, especially like off a header in a box. Yeah. Is, they do need to change something. Like the Mariners haven't been very. Excited. They need to change their coach. They got a new coach, so that, that they've got helps. a palm tree on there, just a plain yellow shirt, the blue yeah, palm yeah. tree. That you can get those shirts at like Target. Like just in the kids section, a plain yellow shirt. And if it doesn't work, they can just like, I don't know. He can relay race the kids on the yeah, side. Yeah, he'll just do like some more ads for Optus while he's here and like happy the halftime sprint. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, every yeah. game. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, great. he won again. Oh well, the Atlanta Braves. Have you seen that? The guy called the Freeze. Have you guys seen that as a as a um, sporting entertainment? So uh, you should Google that. That's really cool. So. Um, they one of the guys who was in their grounds crew or whatever was an ex college sprinter, right? And so, as a gimmick or as this half, uh, it must be down the seventh inning stretch or something in the baseball. It's called race the freeze, right? And they, they pick one fan every game, and this freeze guy gets dressed up in this superhero costume, and he's lightning. The fan gets the head start, and they have to beat him around the outfield. It's also he's been beaten a couple of times, right? But like, it's so cool. People just motor, and what happens is the fan inevitably, in a lot of times, eats shit completely. It's <laughs> <laughs> just almost just gets sent to hospital <laughs> in a stunning fall. It's really cool. Check it out. Like Atlanta Braves, the freeze or whatever. It's like beat the freeze or something. It's really cool. But he's been rolled a couple of times. But I reckon 
That's what the Mariners could do with Usain. Yeah, half time. You have to race him around. Might have been, it might have been you saying that beat him. Yeah, it could have been too. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of, I remember one. That'd be like, pretty amazing. Imagine racing Usain Bolt at a half-time at a Mariners game. That'd be pretty cool. Be brilliant. Actually. He could probably run to Woi Woi. Maybe the AFL Woy-Woy. should recruit him and put him in that grand final day relay. Yeah, they probably Usain Bolt, that'd be pretty well, cool. Well, I'd say he tells like something. Get him in the ruck. Usain would be pretty good in the ruck. i tell you what, but don't worry about how he'll go on the pitch. He'll go all right in the nightclubs. Like Tropicana. The coast. <laughs> Imagine if they had world's biggest disco... Oh no, that was up here, wasn't it? What did they have here? Club Tropo. Club Tropo. Club Tropo. He'll destroy Iguana Joe's across the, <laughs> across many the road. Got from... many a po- politician unstuck on Mate, dead set. There will be a couple of single mums on the coast absolutely frothing at the mouth at the, the prospect of Usain being out like at Woi Woi Leagues Club. He might finish Saturday. his contract with more kids than goals. <laughs> More kids than Sean Kemp. That that's a lot of kids. Are we tipping him to come out with more kids than his jersey number? Yeah. <laughs> more, he more made. kids than Eddie Murphy. He yeah. had his tenth, tenth child yesterday. He has increased so he will increase the diversity of the Central Coast by <laughs> double in ten years' time after this stint with the Central Coast Mariners, I believe. He will mm. go very well down there, I would say. Well, I reckon after forty minutes, our audience are sick of hearing us ramble and they want to hear Hear from Joey. Yeah, let's talk about so let, Joey's career. Joey's career. So let's have a, a bit, bit of a recap, Joey. Um, so if you're not a basketball fan, and, and and if you don't if you don't like basketball, well, you might as well tune out now. Actually, you probably turn it off because that's probably what we're going to talk about for nearly. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks. <laughs> and uh, for if the, the the special feature you're listening now, maybe uh, press pause, go and. Josh, take, Joey Morgan. Go and, go and take a wee, grab a packet of chips, come back and listen. Um, Defensive Player of the Year in the Waratah ABA men this year. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. Captain of the Championship Newcastle Hunters. Yeah. So yeah. You, you popped the cherry after, what, 18 years since yeah. the last one? Yeah. Um, which you weren't a part of. No, I was in the youth league group that year. You finally won it. Yes. So you could turn the porch light off. Yeah. Feels turn good, the porch light off our old hole. <laughs> Yeah, long time. Yeah, and uh, so just recap because you didn't play last year, right? Uh, no, no, I didn't. So you come no. back for a uh, bit of a swan song. Yeah, you come back for the fairy tale, and it actually Help happened. And yeah. So talk about that that process of, of coming back this year. Um, and as I understand, last year's team wasn't that great, um, and recruited pretty well. Yeah. So last Got year, a few guys um, in. You guys finished up from the year before, so it was a much younger group. And I think what we saw in the the semis two weeks ago was that it's um, it's a old man's league, I guess. Um, the older, more experienced groups tend to be at the pointy end of the year, unless yeah. they have a, like a ridiculously talented young team. But who did you play in the semi, um, Josh? So we played Manly, who yeah. um, probably average age, similar to us. Um, but the the benefit we had was that we had two or three pretty key young blokes. Yep. Um, that was probably the difference in the end. Um, we had one or two more scorers. Yep. So every game um, we'd go Which into... Which probably weren't you, given your stats. No. You... No, this year I kind of handed the, sh- the scoring reins over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably been... That's probably been the, the, the this year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The biggest knock on the Hunters since I've you know I've been there watching the championship men has been 
that we've had no issue when I say we I talk Newcastle basketball in general there's been no issue in getting an import or two to play uh, and those guys have had to shoulder the, the load uh, offensively quite a lot but there's never really been that third scorer yeah um, but I think you know a major part of the, of the squad this year was the young Jacob Foy who yeah. you know he's probably you know kind of lucky he, he came through town um, yeah yeah so he's been for, for a few for a young years, kid yeah, he was yeah. uh, and uh, so he was probably part of the reason um, that I agreed to play, um, along with you know trying to help the whole group. Um, he obviously has some high aspirations, um, so, so I he, to help with that as well. You came through as like an 18, 17, 18 year old with a pretty good group of uh, kids. A lot of them are our friends uh, now. Yeah. Where where would you say Jacob is now compared to like his his you know level of of playing compared to that sort of that, that good crop of juniors that you were a part of yeah, at the so same, same age his shooting and scoring ability is probably better than all of us um, defensively from what I'm told a few years ago he wasn't spectacular but he did a lot of work in the gym in particular trying to rectify that and he's gone from you know maybe not being so spectacular to wanting to guard the studs so um, he's got a pretty good all round game um, whereas and he's a lefty yeah he's a khaki hander yep. does it make it harder to guard a lefty if you're, if you're a good scorer uh, I don't think it makes it harder to guard um, when their, their tendencies to, to obviously go more left than right yeah will be there or you know put, do you have to change your, your, your lead hand playing if you're going to carry hand to close out is it different yeah, you got to do all that I think it always hand? comes just do it opposite I mean I don't put too much thought into well it's easy for you if you're, if you're pretty yeah, you, Pretty well. you wouldn't. You need to ask these questions because you've never played defense in your life. You, you're just no. not generally asking how is it to play defense. No, well, left handed, you just don't play. It wouldn't matter. I was just, I was just oh. hitting the shots and whoever came in my direction. <laughs> <laughs> if you saw in the fourth quarter, which you probably watched the game, then I was yeah. lucky to get up the offensive end. <laughs> we'd get the rebound, and I'd be like, with our so legs a bit tired let's towards walk the end of hey? <laughs> Okay, we're going to slow this down a little bit. Coach didn't even sub you off. No, and he's not going to apologise for it, but he say, "Hey, no, feel, mate." No, he got me out in the semi, and um, that was good. But the semi, well, probably wasn't as physical as some games through the year. So we turned up on Sunday probably better than we'd ever. Oh yeah, done the backup. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's how I felt anyway. Joey, you said that you one of the reasons that you played was was Jacob Foy. Like you decided to come back, but you said that you wanted to help the group. Like, tell us a little bit more about what your motivations were coming into this year, and what your expectations were versus what you actually ended up with. Yeah, so sat down with Nico um, pretty early and said, "I'll um, I'll come and join in." Um, as I said earlier, at that stage, I was I hadn't done a lot for the for twelve months, and that was probably the first time I'd ever done that. Which translates to you were fat. Yeah, basically. So yeah. fat for you was, was like an extra two or three kilos. Yeah, sixty Running up and down was tougher than it had ever been, right? Because <laughs> um, you've had some pretty full-on injuries over the years. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, just list off your top five injuries. Uh, so I had a basically a wrist reconstruction, if you want to call it that. Um, On your shooting hand? Nah. On the dribbling hand. Oh, fair enough. Did that make it harder to guard you? Because <laughs> it's my left hand. <laughs> Did it make you a better yeah. shooter? Yeah. Uh, I didn't probably didn't shoot it enough to yeah, fair break enough. it out unless it's in the key. Uh, snapped my Achilles, so that was probably the worst one. That was almost twelve months. Um, so after I did that, 
um, got fit, and then I basically played another year because I thought I owed it to myself. Then sat a year out because I'd had enough and thought I'd had enough, but then... But then you had kids and more kids. Yeah, and yeah. I've got to get out of the house. Got to get to practice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, maybe things. maybe yeah. that's why you kept just so... Jill, Jill's four kids is enough. I'm, I'm yeah. done. She'd be like, oh, it's 10, 10 p.m. on a Sunday. Actually, well, you sure you know, you're practice? quite welcome to come on me and uh, another guy. Uh, we're going on a snip date. Yeah, well, I've got future. my referral. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do it, do it as a team. So, a um, snip date. That means... Yeah. that I, I can presume yeah, what yeah. that means. <laughs> You're going with someone to yeah. do it. Well, yeah, you want to come? Sometimes you just got to sort, uh, sort it out. Yeah, probably. Uh, the queue's well, not on the rack yet? No, no the queue's <laughs> definitely in the rack, mate. But the, what, I don't know if I need to get it cut off because it doesn't get taken out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> If, if we had the ability to edit things out, we would, but this <laughs> nah, is, that's, that's going to stay. This is a lot more right. So, Achilles, wrist. Um, uh, dislocated shoulders. Yep. So, did um, you expect that you guys would have a chance to win? Or was this not, was a total surprise to you? Yeah. I mean, not halfway through the year or during the year, we certainly expected to win. Yeah. Um, is that the mentality around the group? Was it like, like we think, could do this? I think so, because every game, or most games, we'd come out and we had won. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that was just because we were, we had more better players than them, yeah. and sometimes we just played really well, and yeah. they weren't good enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly our expectations at the start of the year, and I deliberately tried to lower mine. Yeah. Without knowing who was playing, um, yeah, we came off maybe three wins mm. the year before. So, if it was going to be a similar group plus me, yeah, then you know that's probably not going to translate to. 10 or 12 wins it might be a few more but um, yeah but then to get two pretty handy Americans yeah um, Jacob to carry on um, the way he does and so he had a pretty solid four straight up yeah and then Beastie came back um, we had Hayden Howe perform pretty well through the year Dory Cock Wilson from last year Benny Hawksley yeah um, aka Alex Clinton yeah yeah the um, Melbourne barista which wasn't him <laughs> <laughs> So, if we just go back to these imports, um, I, was, I said a few minutes ago that getting imports to Newcastle has never been an issue. Um, how did we come across these two guys, Austin and Sheree? Um, yeah. Um, how do we actually, like, who, who, go, who goes and finds these guys yeah, and so brings the, them here? The way that it's worked successfully is that it's friends of friends, yeah. basically. So, Austin is a... Thank um, Christ for Facebook. Yeah, is a friend of... Marcus and Marcus Vanderheide, yep. Nick Freer, same, same vintage, yep. Um, and just hadn't had an opportunity um, due to family. Um, he's got a child in the US. Yeah. So he finally got that opportunity and went to Germany and then came here. And Sharif's sort of a bit younger and coming out of school. And he's the friend of Tyler Munro in Maitland. Yeah. So they, right. they had two Americans already. So. He ended right. up with us. And so it was just a surplus in Maitland, and yeah. then and that was the other thing. Yeah. He was pretty handy for you, yeah. right? Dude, was pretty, the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching him play. So two just very, very different players, but you know, that worked well. Yeah. I identify quite strongly with Sharif, uh, like from a the physical elevation. standpoint. Well, it's more around his chicken legs. <laughs> he has quite high, high a decent legs. set of chicken legs. Yeah. I also have chicken legs, in case you haven't noticed. Mine, unfortunately, have the athleticism of a sausage dog in them. He's uh, slightly better. 
right? Then he may have the kangaroo type focus, right? Yeah. So if he sees Shrev, just tell him that he and I are kindred spirits. All right. That's I'll okay. show him the photo. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. It looks exactly like him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, um, I mean, we've had instances where we've tried to recruit people. When I say we, not me personally, but. You don't get on the recruiting phone? No, not so much. Um, I mean, we'll have a look at footage and stuff where we can, um, but it's hard to sell a, a spot on a roster when you don't have a lot to, you know, you're just trying to say come out, it's a good place to live yep. kind of thing. Yeah. We'll try and look after you. Yeah, we've got fannies. Yeah, it's awesome. hard to yeah. get someone to shift their whole life yeah. when you're not offering a whole lot financially anyway yeah um, absolutely. so it's got to be so these guys come out and get paid and they have working roles within the basketball association and yeah so i think from my understanding they get paid less but if they they do the work and then that's how they get paid as like yeah. an employee of the club rather sure. than a player of yeah and know, it can be a good spot for a working holiday but at the same time like uh yeah it would be difficult to convince somebody this that's right yeah. a long time like how good is it like, being here but yeah, that's yeah, right. Like, oh yeah, I hear that all the time. That's you know, right. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. got to come from one of their their buddies saying, "Yeah, I've been there. It's really good. It's, it really is good. actually a pretty good place to go." Yeah, Josh. So in the in the hunters program, we just said eighteen years, but that's not how long you've played in the hunters program, right? Mm. You spent two years in Albury, and and we'll touch a little bit on your professional career, like in a moment. But how long? You've been around the hunters since you were a very young boy, right? Yeah. And yep. you've, like, that's it now for you in terms of playing. Like, you're not going to play anymore. You said that to us before we started. Yeah. You're going to hang them up now and there's probably no chance you're coming back. Not a chance. Yeah. But what's next, mate? Are you going to be involved with the hunters for a long period of time? I hoop is your mm-hmm. business, yep. your coaching business. Yep. And you're obviously teaching the juniors of the region what you know about basketball. Is that where you see yourself and your contribution, mate? Yeah, so for the latter part of this year and uh, certainly in the last two weeks, I've probably been at the stadium more than I ever have been, <laughs> which is not really how I planned it. But yeah, uh, yeah so just helping out with the... Newcastle Academy at the moment, which is basically all the kids that didn't make rep teams. Okay. It's like the next group down. Yeah. Trying to trying to get as many of them into rep groups as possible. Yeah. Um, and then there's the private stuff, um, which is becoming more and more individual based because yeah, um, they don't really get the one on one sessions that hundred percent focus on them. There's yeah. a lot of programs and um, and group stuff that they can do yeah um, but I'm finding that I'm finding that uh, 50 to 10 in the footy by the way yeah, we so the brother, Jason Clark he had a, a left foot um, I don't know a mully grubber yeah that just cleared the crossbar good lord and you could have thrown it over from where he kicked it from oh I think the more important question is would he be harder to tackle if <laughs> yeah. he kicks with his left foot <laughs> well he, he, he runs different you would have to allow for that, I would say. So, yeah. No, I just got to put the, just, just gotta put the yeah. question. It was got like 16 10 a few minutes ago. Well, that's what we thought. We did talk a lot of shit, though. So, so Josh, sorry, I was yeah, going to say. Keep going. Well, we know about basketball and, you know, the, the pursuits afterwards. Have you seen a, like, 
with the you obviously have a fair bit of access to the, to the junior kids out there. Um, has the trajectory of, of popularity sort of you know is it spiking? Is it increasing? Uh, I know there was a bit of a lull there a few years ago. Yeah, there was, and there there is. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the numbers, but looking back to, I guess after two thousand when I got out of juniors, I probably lost track a bit of it. Um, but certainly now in in all the age groups. There's a lot of, lot of numbers. The girls are probably still lagging a bit, um, particularly in the young ones and the old ones, but the middle group is pretty good. Yeah, Newcastle's um, produced a lot of good uh, female junior teams. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, but the quality of the some of the teams are incredible. Like the 16 boys and girls were in the semis for the state champs. The 18 girls and 18 boys were back to state champs, so... Like the next group is um, is going to be pretty good coming yeah. through. Josh, are you going to miss it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, right now, you not right it. now. I, I would say that I, I won't. Yeah, um, I'll still be there so much. Um, maybe on game night yeah. when I go and watch. Yeah. Um, Until but, someone hands you that first beer. Yeah, and like, but that's yeah. that's it. I really enjoy that yeah. side of it, and I've enjoyed it when like other years that I haven't played when I played footy and stuff. I I like that. I like yeah. not having to not having to prepare for a game like the night yeah. before. And yeah. so so you did have some flirtations and played a few years playing uh, club rugby yep. in Newcastle, and um, there were some definitely attempts by Mary the Carton to to prevent you from leaving again. Yeah, don't know. Um, you won a second grade premiership, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was you played a bit of first try. grade. Yeah, I dabbled in that. So I usually did you win a first grade premiership? Nah. Or? So the year we won seconds, we were in the first grade GF, I think. Yeah. But I didn't get on. Okay. So I was hanging around. Yeah. Sniffing around. I actually opened a beer and then, oh, sh- shit, I've got a drink. I might not be able to do that. Maybe required. Might have to yeah. play. Yeah. But, and you, um, you, you're pretty um, partial to scoring a try. Yeah, it was some some of those games, though. Like, I can't remember watching you. It was a, it was a grand final. It was the charge down. Yeah, yeah, I did. I remember that. that. So that was good. I've got that on footage, so that's all cool. Was that? that. I thought you were offside. You know how I know. There's no video ref in club, right? Right next to the ref. Right next to the referee. Looked offside from where I was. Yeah, yeah. Onside, sir. How would I know? I don't know what that's like, actually. Oh, there's so many rules that I still don't know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like, stand in the fullback wing centre, and you play against some teams, and all you got to do is, like, catch them. Fall over the line. Fall over. Yeah, you can get some tries. But... Yeah. yeah, that was fun. Is there anything you're bad at? There's, yeah, there's a bit. All right, well... Um, but reverting back to the soccer, like my feet skills oh, yeah, yeah. are pretty bad. Like, are they really? You yeah. Just like I played fullback in footy for a lot of games and could kick. Didn't kick. Yeah, like yeah. really kick. We've got a mate who played first grade AFL in town and he couldn't kick for shit either. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think it's a prerequisite. But a mean handball though. If you can run, apparently yeah. you must be able to play. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that up there with like I'm not a great golfer. It's oh, a frustrating yeah. sport, and like I grew up in Merrilla on Merrilla Beach and can't surf. So yeah, they're probably the three biggest. That's embarrassing. Skills like, yeah, that is pretty yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. Being yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I've got I, an excuse. Okay. I'm from Canberra. Yeah, well, that's what's, what I mean. That's what's what I mean. Street, like, what are you? What's your? What's your worst sporting talent? Like, what are you really bad at? Throwing left-handed. Apart from defense, <laughs> throwing left-handed. I, I I throw worse left-handed when I do play defensive basketball. <laughs> really? <laughs> Is that right? It's shocking, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I 
What's your left side so underdeveloped? We're going to need some footage of that. <laughs> yeah. so, That's going to have to go up on social media. I remember in high school, and, and uh, we would play cricket, and I, from a boundary which is you know, 60, 70 metres away, on the long boundaries down we used to play, I could easily throw a cricket ball from the boundary to the keeper, right-handed, no problems. I'll be lucky to get a left-handed throw to go 15 metres. Really? On the bounce. I don't know that I did much better. I don't think I'm that great left-handed. Sometimes I like to switch it up. It is, to this day, like, you know, I can can do a left-hand layup in basketball. I can do a small kick left-footed. But you want me to throw a ball more than 15, 20, it's it's shocking. It's out there. Look like I belong in a, you know, institution somewhere. It's, It's no good. So that's definitely my worst sporting skill. And then probably my temperament and temper probably would, would follow that. No. Um, no, I don't think anyone's seen anything like that. <laughs> yeah. no. What's yours, Maka? Uh, well, I think... So my, it's easier to define my worst sporting talent by talking about what I'm good at because that's a shorter list, right? So, But... I, to, the, and that's not... Untrue, right? Yeah, the bunnies have just won fifty-one did, ten. Did Greg, did Greg Inglis go for the field goal? No, Adam Reynolds oh, no, kicked the field goal just before the end of the game. The pick the score would be. It would be pretty far out there, right? That's a pretty big statement by the bunnies on the eve of the finals. They, they, the ten. Oh, you watched they're going to the into the finals as premiership favourites. You reckon? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, sporting wise, fellas, it, it's. It's always surprised people if I've done anything of any note on a sporting field. So, Streeter, you played cricket with me that day when I took those six wickets or whatever. Or yeah, many 42 ones. runs. Something like that. I don't know. I can tell you the bloke who was most surprised about that, apart from me. Was your dad? No, was the umpire. Oh. He said to me every time I ran, I cannot believe this shit is getting wickets. <laughs> I, I don't, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Right? How many overs like, was it? Seven overs. Somewhere around that, yeah. What? How many? I think I was bowled out that day. That's the first and last time I even got a bowl. Like that wasn't like I just got lucky that day. I got lucky to have a bowl that day. And when they said to me, I was the captain. When they said <laughs> you should have a bowl, I was like, me? Like, do you think? Are you talking to me? <laughs> so I think. Look, I don't think anyone's surprised when I'm bad or something. You're People not the worst bowl I've ever seen. Yeah, right. Well, Out of our circle of mates. Yeah, right. Yeah, fair enough. There's probably a few worse ones. I don't know. Yeah, but the, the sporting glories have been few and far between. So, anyway, that's all good. Professional basketball, Josh. You In your 18 years with the Hunters senior programs, you had a few years in the NBL, right? Tell us about that. Where did you play? Got a pretty good stat, too. We pulled up from Google. We do have a pretty good stat. We'll You're the it. second most capped Hunter Pirate of all time. <laughs> Second, but behind, behind. Geordie Cullen, mad Geordie uh, Cullen, yeah. we like to call him. Yeah. I, haven't, he, I haven't spoken to him for a little while, actually. Is he in jail? Uh, last I heard, he was back in Perth for oh, a, with Ben Cousin. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Know. Yeah, no. but that was a, a while ago. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so I missed out on the original team that, that was selected and brought here. Um, and then for the Pirates, for the Pirates, yeah. That was 04. And then um, they sacked Cam Rigby um, for... Why did they sack him? Uh, maybe in indiscretions. Yeah. Oh, indiscretions. Yeah. yeah. Fanny's is here, so I guess. Well, you know. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and then I think I rather think than... meth up his ass. Rather no, than trying to... Uh, Thanks, Rigby family. Sorry. Try and recruit someone. I'd been to some of the pre-season stuff, so they brought me in. 
Um, and that was after uh, Adamy, uh, Adamy, Melly had yeah. um, secured a spot before that. Um, I think that was a season-ending injury where he, he filled the replacement. So so that was kind of the kickstart and then um, played with them for the following two seasons as well and then was fortunate enough to have a stint with West Sydney yeah. a few years later. So that was all fun as well. Um, very different. I still had to work at the same time, even in Sydney. Well, you just killed my next question. I was going to say, what was life like as a professional yeah, athlete? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, you know, buy for any Ferraris or anything. Uh, I still had to work, and that that was probably to my detriment a little bit. Yeah, um, so you reckon that, like, affected your ability to focus to, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead of, you know, shooting an extra couple hundred shots, I'd be off to the office, um, yeah. which, you know, thankfully for them, they allowed me to, yeah. to go and train and do that part of it and still have a job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if I had my time over, I probably would have tried to do one or the other or do one and not the other. Yeah. Um, but is what it is. Yeah, of course. And when you first played, like I said, when you first kind of took that step up into the NBL, what was it like, mate? Is there a big difference? There is. It? It's like um, it's like when you go up in any level. It's like you're always blowing to start with before yeah, you, yeah. you know, sort of adjust. But at the same time, um, you know, you're trying to prove yourself, so you don't really care. You yeah. know, you just go and help for leather and, um, I was saying, joking to someone just earlier tonight that a few years ago I used to be able to like defend up the up the court and you know <laughs> no one could get past me, not no one, but and I had the confidence to do that and I could even do that in the NBL a little bit, um, and I think there's a little bit of that's why I got the defensive player of the year this year because yeah, the right. memories are still maybe a few years back <laughs> to when yeah, I used to this year's performance wasn't as good as I used to sit back and wait a little bit more this year winning by mm. default yeah and actually even in the the semi in the final we we deliberately sat back because we didn't want them getting on the motor and yeah. getting in the lane and pitching and stuff so we kind of sat at halfway and just allowed them to come, which yeah, right. which suited me because I was knackered. But. <laughs> Do you have a favourable or um, most memorable NBL moment? Um, you know, there is that photo of you and Andrew Gaze. Yeah, oh, it was it was Gazy. It was, was good playing play against him. Yeah, and it looked ahead. like Gazy had you covered, but he was going Gaze left. And, yeah, and he was ahead of me, right? Yeah, he was pretty right. fast. Yeah, was he? Yeah, no, like playing against dudes like that, like, like, like that's you can't. Because you grew up really. watching. The NBL, yeah, like especially yeah. in Was he just like, did he have some dirty <clears throat> tricks, like just grabbing jerseys and stepping nah, on toes, or he, you know how pretty you, clean? He did that like hide and seek thing under the hoop, where yeah, yeah, yeah. like he did all that, and you're like, yeah, I remember watching that. <laughs> yeah, one minute you're yeah, watching him, and then I'm playing against Anstey and Gaze and Copeland, and so that like that been that's pretty cool, cool. and yeah. and a heap of others like Bruton, Ma, all them, and you had to guard him, and you had to figure out what to do against. You him. had to, you had to do something about it or you're off so yeah. you, know, you couldn't just sort of be starstruck there used to be um, some pretty vocal crowds that would go to the, the pirate games <laughs> and, uh, and they would dress up too didn't they yeah yeah it was, yeah, it was yeah. Quite, a, quite a good little section and I, I do recall um, we used to get shit faced as, as, as a bystander watch, watching these shenanigans go on um, certain members of this, this, this pack would, would pick out the opposition players. <laughs> and one guy that was targeted relentlessly was uh, Brad Newley every time he came to <laughs> yeah, town. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. The story goes yeah. that he was in tears. Um, well, story goes, I, I, I don't doubt that's true, but he, he, he was very rattled on the bench one day. Um, 
don't there, think there was, there was, was in tears, mate. No, he would have been with the, 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 the Crocs. You, yeah, were, you did sit close to their bench. Yeah, like, we were very straight. close. <laughs> and not behind them. You were like There was uh, a, another yeah. player that we were riding. On the end of the baseline. Uh, who was it? Uh, Melvin uh, Thomas? No, no, no. It was... Um, yeah, Melvin. Shanahan. Shanahan. Shanahan, yes. That's when he left and he, went, he played for someone else. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah that's right. He should have right. He should have stayed. Like he, uh, yeah. he was really good. Do you have a favourite teammate from those days? Um, who would I still speak to? I still speak to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, what about Larry Davidson and Mitch Sewell? Yeah, what are those yeah. guys up to now? Yeah, so I speak to them a bit. Not so much Laz. Laz is in Wollongong. He played with there, there for a few years. Is he still playing? Yeah, he had quite a good career up yeah, there. He, went, he was there for maybe six or seven years. Yeah, Did he ever play with the Boomers? Get a game he got in the squad when he was here. Yeah. And then... Um, and then, yeah, I'm not sure. He was lucky to even play a game because he had some knee issues. Yeah, he was yeah. a left-hander. Yeah. It's all yeah. about the lefties. Hard to guard. Hard to guard. Uh, <laughs> Especially if you're a right in orange. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mitch is back in orange, is yeah. he? Yeah. He joined the army and then um, he he's in a gold mine now. He threw down a An good, actual gold mine. Good dunk in, a, in one of those pot Yeah, games. he was real athletic. Josh, yeah. you said earlier you grew up Merriweather Beach, so Newcastle boy through and through. You played... In Sydney, he played down in Albury for a couple of years in Seagull. What was it like playing in front of that home crowd for the Pirates? And and do you think Newcastle can have that feeling again? Because the, because there were some good crowds there. You guys got some good crowds. Like yeah. It wasn't always packed out or anything like that. But yeah. did that feel pretty good? Yeah, it was. And like a lot of them were related to me. So, <laughs> you you yeah. do have a pretty big family. You do have a pretty like it's fifty four percent of Merriweather, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the I think the the costs of the the hiring of the place and the fact that they it's you know, expensive to hire. Yeah, yeah. And they averaged you know fifteen hundred or two thousand people, which is maybe a fifth to two fifths of the of the size of the place. Yeah. Um, they were kind of on a downhill yeah. from the get go. Yeah. Um, but now with their new policies around the sizes of the venues, I don't see an alternative here. Yeah. Um, so they can't. You couldn't go anywhere else. You couldn't play at Broadmeadow, even though like no. unless they build a new stadium and yes, well, custom fit it. I think even the new stadium that's scheduled to be built is still not big enough. No. It would be big enough for a WNBL, which they're um, which they're trying to develop. Is that going to come before an NBL team? I think so. Yeah. It's just less. Um, I think it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Is there enough money in Newcastle <laughs> to support a third male professional sports team? I'd like to say there is, but we've seen twice before that um, yeah. it hasn't proven that way. But um, I mean, like, if the they'd have if, to align themselves with yeah, if the Falcons had have sold to West, or if they had have allowed them to get on instead of the people they sold it to. They still may be here. Yeah. So, on one hand, like it's not like there's not people here that couldn't couldn't own them. Yeah. Um, that's if they the, don't do it right. Then that's yeah. true. So I, Phil I Gardner think, from West, if you're listening, which you yeah. probably aren't, someone who that knows you, mate, NBL, get on it, get on board. Yeah. Well, they just make well, smart decisions and they do things right. So yeah. I think that's what you need here, don't you? The, yeah, yeah. The NBL. Certainly, the last couple of years has certainly boomed again. Yeah. And and obviously, with the new ownership there, Larry Kesselman and the things that he's doing is fantastic. But I think you're right, Josh, in the sense of saying the biggest downfall for any professional sporting team like here in Newcastle is 
the lack of corporate sponsorship mm. that's available because because although it's a lovely place to live and I want to live here for the rest of my life, what we have is a scenario where there's a lot of satellite offices of companies, not a lot of head offices of companies, yep. and so they don't. So there's not a lot of corporate dollar to go around, and the nights take up a fair bit. So your only option really is to have owners with deep pockets like Wests or something like that. So I guess the only, I think the only hope to have a professional NBL team here is uh, is if the league becomes so strong that it's a good investment opportunity for yeah. someone like Wests. The, um, the only other <clears throat> op, uh, option is if a foreign if there's yeah. foreign investment or mm. you know um, it does become that high profile league and then yeah. you know NBA players want to buy teams that can't afford NBA teams yeah and there's yeah. Chinese interest in the A-League and then yeah. China have a pretty strong um, basketball association there yeah as far as pretty big money throw a team together and go oh let's try and get some yeah some sponsorship you well, just can't let's put a team in Singapore that's a good idea mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> I don't think the current um, owner of the NBL would do would yeah. do that but as we discussed before um, it's going to be a pretty good, pretty good NBL season. They're excited. They're just free to wear games. Yeah, just lacking that extra couple of teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what we discussed before was was that the league is very strong, but there's still only eight teams in yeah. it, right? And Josh, so I, I made fun of the league in the sense of saying, well, eight teams in it, but four of them make finals. Josh quite rightly pointed out to me that when he played in the NBL, eleven teams in the competition, and how many made the finals? Eight made the finals, but let's focus on the eleven teams. That's more than that's more than eight. So, it is. Yeah. yeah. So we, we snuck through in eighth and we nearly rolled um, Cairns and Brisbane. Yeah, right. But yeah. Not to be. Not to be. Yeah. So who do we have now in the NBL? We got Sydney, Illawarra, Brisbane, Perth, Melbourne. Melbourne, Cairns, New Adelaide. Adelaide, New Zealand. Yeah. Right. And there's now a ninth team to join the league next year, which, um, but they haven't announced where that will be. Any predictions? Canberra. Melbourne. Yeah, I think it'll be a second Melbourne. Oh, yeah, well, so. yeah. Do you think they'll be aligned with an AFL club? Yes, probably. Essendon. Yeah, That's so Tommy, Tommy Greer, the oh. Melbourne Tigers player, has been named as the managing director or general manager of the team. Oh. They haven't announced, and they've announced, they've announced the owner, which is a foreign investor. Okay. Um, but they haven't announced where they will go. How long is uh, Bogut signed of the Kings for? Because he's a, he's an Essendon and a Melbourne man through and through. Yeah, two, so two years with, with no team. clause. Uh, so yeah, he doesn't. That's right. No, he did yeah. commit to that. But you just got to wonder this foreign investor. You know, is yeah. Bogut put, putting his sixty-five million plus? In, oh no, it wasn't Bogut. There was a generally like an absolute named person who came out like a like it's not a wasn't a Fred Smith anonymous. Yeah, Usain Bolt, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or Usain Bolt Pharmaceuticals. I should have to give Andrew Bogut a hell of a lot of credit uh, credit for doing what he's done for you know he he, he could have made an NBA roster this year he yeah. may not have played a lot of minutes but he, his value is from what he can bring to young big guys and obviously spot minutes in playoffs towards the end of the year so he, he gave up you know a couple couple of million to come back and play and he's probably earning mm. maybe half that with the Kings mm. but um, I like the fact that he sees. The bigger picture with the NBL, he recognises where we are with our national team at the moment, with how good we can actually be in the next sort of four to eight years with our squad, and he obviously realises, you know, that he can put back into into the league and, and, and being a presence here, you know, is going to draw crowds, and you know, we've, they're up here next week versus Illawarra, 
Yeah, for that, uh, for that purpose alone, it's not at the, it's not at our stadium. It's at the entertainment centre. Yeah, purely, yeah. Purely because he's playing. So. Yeah, but I mean, that's yeah, enough that's to, true, right? to to get me to take, you know, yeah. to go with my mates and take the kids, go for a look. Yeah. Try and get an autograph or whatever, and you just you mentioned Strudy how good the Boomers will be, or like how like what we could do. Do you, what What do you think we can do? World Cup of basketball next year. Can we put a side together that's competitive enough to go for a medal, like a top three finish? I think in the in in the Olympics, we we absolutely can. I think we probably need a tournament to play together, mm. and maybe to almost achieve, or maybe you know maybe get a bronze. Yeah. Um, well, so the, world, the World Cup has more teams. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but more come, teams in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Come the Olympics, yeah. I, I think that World Cup as as a you know a bit of a precursor to. The Olympics, mm. um, yeah, I absolutely think that our national team is, is right up there with some of the top sort of four to six teams in the world, absolutely. Yeah, I think that there's going to come a time where that's expected mm. and it's not too far away, I don't think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, out of all the guys that are in, in the NBA this year and all those guys that we say, these guys will make a difference to our national team, uh, how many of them actually are comfortable playing in the World Cup next year. I think a lot of them will play in the Olympics yep. two years later, I, in 2022. Or is that 2020, 2020, 2020, sorry. So get World Cup and then Olympics. Yeah, so the year after, I, I am suspicious that the World Cup team may not have all of those guys. No, no. De- definitely the Olympics, though. <clears throat> I think Olympic basketball is a, is, a, is a thing for a lot of our young... Especially if they've been through through the junior program of, of playing, you know, seventeens, eighteens, nineteens, for the and the boomers know. are playing the US basketball team in America, like the oh, sorry in Melbourne next year, next year in August, right? Yeah, at Eddie Had Stadium. So if you talk about basketball and where it's been, like where you was just saying that the Pirates averaged two thousand to two and a half thousand people a game, mm. to Eddie Had Stadium in the basketball format would see. Yeah, eighty thousand heaps of people. Yeah, right? and I predict that they they probably will get a sellout twice. I yeah, think they're playing twice. They're playing they? twice. Yeah, yeah, once on a Thursday, once yeah. on a Saturday, yeah. or something like that. So, courtside seats five hundred dollars, and then something, isn't it? No, I think it's five hundred bucks. It? I thought that's five grand or five hundred. Five hundred. I'd pay five hundred bucks for a courtside seat to watch. watch but I'm not so sure. The definition of courtside is a little bit different, right? So your courtside is you could touch the player. The ticket function courtside I think is you sit in the lower bowl right so I the way I like that's what I kind of looked at anyway I'm not sure it didn't seem like $500 is a lot of money for a ticket to an, an exhibition basketball game but yeah but they're on their way to the tournament so it's they'll have all their studs you would think you would think so whether right. they play them all or hopefully we qualify <laughs> well, that's right well at the end of the day like our the, t- the players that are going to be in our team are going to be unbelievable. Mm. But how do they compare to every other team? Like, yeah, that's right. Like Ingles and that, they're, they're great. But, mm. um, you know... The guys are going to watch Croatia and Serbia. Yeah. Like the Euro teams, they're, they're, they've got next. They're sort of that, you know, where Argentina were 2004, yeah, where yeah. Greece was around the same time. Croatia, Serbia, that's yeah. where these guys... Well, it's a little bit like, I mean, in the end... The Americans are always going to be the team to beat, 
and you have to be very lucky. It's just whoever, whoever that, that next two, but, two to three. Yeah, but the thing is then is it's all this generational thing, right? Like yeah. like you said, Argentina were amazing when they had Manu Ginobili and yeah. like, um, a heap of other guys. And then, you know, the Serbians and Croatians, when they kind of came through with Vlad Divac and those yeah. guys were amazing too. But... Like so, is Australia next, or is somebody else next? So the, you know, the next like. three, big three international teams, four. We'll say four, right? Australia, France, Serbia, Croatia. Mm. Them and the, and the Americans will be sort of at the you know it'll be America, mm. and then those four, you know, Spain's coming in into their their golden age. Argentina's yeah. had their golden age. Greece has had the golden age. France has come in and out. They've won a few Euros. Um, they just have a lot of players playing in the NBA now. So France, mm. Australia, Croatia, Serbia are the next. And then you have sort of, you know, your, your sort of minnow Euro nations, which, you know, the, the Eastern Euros. Um, Latvia, Slovenia, who won the Euro Championships. Mm. So they're, you know, maybe a, a bit of a tear down. Yeah, right. So good times ahead. Should be pretty good. Graham, the game's getting bigger, more popular. Yep. Well, thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks for having me, boys. It's been good to have you, mate. Episode 15. Congratulations on the championship. By far my favourite. I'll tell you, you lost a couple of grand finals before you got one. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't come up earlier. What, yeah, so what's your, what's your record in finals? Oh, zero, uh, one and 15. One and... So I lost I lost the youth league one. Yeah. That put me on a... That's a down straight away. Not a great start. And then I think I lost four. Four ABA grand finals. Yeah. And that then there's a hurt. couple of other years where we came first and backdoored it. That's right. Yeah. I remember once in Shoalhaven. Yeah, we lost to Hills. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we we were stacked that year. Yeah. So there's so a few, pe- few people, disappointing years. People rag on LeBron James for a pretty poor record mm. in finals, but yeah, you might have him covered. Well, I would percentage wise. Yeah, cool. And bank balance. All you need is one. You though. finally got one for Newcastle this year. Yeah. All, all, you, um, all you need is you one. Yell out, Newcastle! This yeah. is for you! Yeah, you wanted to. a new stadium. That's right, but that was actually at the Duke of Wellington the day after. <laughs> sitting on my own at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, yeah well, Nico and I were double parked to, um, on Corona Tins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Delhi. Yeah. Did you wear a shirt? Did I had a shirt on. Did it say the Ultimate Warrior? So, so sorry, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> we were just trying to, you know make sense of what had happened and um, we're saying like if we had a lost we would have stewed on it for a few years but we kind of know how to deal with that yeah. now that we won we're like oh yeah that's cool and then <laughs> what do you actually move, do with just kind of move on yeah, yeah. yeah it's like when you finish uni right I'm done what yeah next? yeah yeah so it's, go to work it's a bit now. weird yeah wow oh that's pretty cool mate well I'm really glad to have seen the fact that you were able to finish your career like that mate must be pretty good it will make retirement a lot easier to take, I think. I think so. And yeah. uh, I can certainly enjoy the other side now. Well, now you've got to figure out what to do to get away from your kids. Yeah. I'll and your wife, them. God rest her soul. Like, God love her soul. Ten man. pin. She's not dead. Um, so. What do you do? What do I you do? Come here. Come here and do podcasts. Podcasting. Yeah, golf. Uh, so well you played. can come back and come well and played. do a couple more, mate. <laughs> See? So. Episode 16 in four months' time. <laughs> no, no, no. We're recording shortly. Yeah. Soon. Good, good, another good guest coming on. All right, well, that's been a long one. That's been good. Yeah, so if you're doing a trip to Sydney, you should be able to bang us out in one hit. Well done. Um, Get you the end of the freeway. 
Yeah, that's it. It should be hidden. If you left Newcastle an hour and 23 ago, you should be close to Hornsby. Yeah, you'd be coming close now. So. Warunga. Warunga, I'd say. That's it. Good luck as you get through the traffic. Yeah. And if you're doing the speed limit, you've just crossed the Hawkesbury. Well, that's good, boys. Thanks very much, everybody. Excellent. Thank you, Joey, for coming in. And uh, we'll see you around the traps. I'll be around. Adios, amigos. This is just the next song on the playlist. I like it, though. Bye-bye. See you for episode 16.